can you tell me a little bit about your caring roles? Do you want to go first? Okay, so I basically help quite a lot with Ella's healthcare, whereas Erin will sort of do a lot of the like housework and maze. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll like play with her and things like that. So obviously, I'll like do her medicine, get her washed and dressed. I'll help her on the toilet and things like that. I do help with some of that stuff. Yeah, like helping her get dressed sometimes. Yeah, and you don't feel well and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, we, we obviously mum does does do a lot as well. Um, but if mum's like busy or something, we'll get Ella dressed in the morning or because obviously mum's not very well at the moment. So um obviously I've been having to get Ella dressed and then like doing her breakfast in the morning, doing her medicine. So um just them sort of things that we do, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And um are you okay to tell me what you know why Kira needs why Ella needs a bit of caring then? What what's what condition does Ella have? Do you yeah. know? So she, has, she has Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, which is a rare form of epilepsy. Um, and she basically can't do a lot of like everyday tasks by herself. Um, so yeah. Um she yeah. basically there was this when she first was diagnosed that she woke up one morning and couldn't put a sock on. So that's basically like kind of one of the things that she can't she can't get herself dressed. Um, well, some things she can do vaguely, but like yeah, she's things. been she's been learning how to do some things by herself, obviously, because um, we'll we'd be kind of busy with like homework or something yeah. like that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, she 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 can do some of it by herself, can't she? Yeah. And and how old was Ella when she first? So was it a spell where Ella was? could do things for herself and then that maybe changed and that's when you had to help look after her um yeah. yeah she was through when she was diagnosed and before that she was she was absolutely fine like there was nothing um wrong and then there was when we when it first happened she was in the car and we were leaving um because where we used to obviously we lived in, on our camps obviously you came out of the gates and then you went up this road and then went onto the motorway um um, and she um, had a seizure in the car and then obviously from then we went it like all got diagnosed and things like that um so yeah and, and how how old were you girls when that when she was three then when that happened you weren't born <laughs> and I was literally like a baby yeah. you were a baby might have been pregnant though because Ella and me t- oh no you would have been no she would have been because I'd have been two and Me and Ella are five apart. years apart, practically six. So she's three. <laughs> yeah, she she wouldn't have been born yet, would you? Um, but I'd have been about two because Ella and me are two years apart. Okay. And yeah. so so then, how old were you? Do you think when you first started helping looking after her? Um, I was quite young. I don't. I was remember probably about like four or five. Yeah. I remember what mum told me this story. Basically, she'd left me and Ella on the bed to go for a shower and she'd come out of the shower and I was over the top of Ella helping her with her seizure because she obviously had a seizure and she has this magnet and I was apparently swiping it over her chest to stop her seizure. So I think that was like one of the big first helps that I did. Um, And do do you know how old you were then? I think, mum, how was it? Four or five. Four or five, okay, yeah. Okay, no, that's 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 good. 
Yeah. Um, so, so you said you do things like helping her get dressed and help with her medication and maybe helping her have her breakfast. Is that are those things that you do every day then? Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, in the morning, obviously at school. So I'll help her get dressed in a uniform, and then we'll both come downstairs and like we'll get our breakfast, and then I'll do our meds. And then we'll both go and do our teeth together. Mm. And then I'll get her shoes and coat on and then she'll be off to school with mum. So, um, yeah, that's, that's like, we do that every single morning. Obviously, on the weekends, she doesn't really get up. She just kind of stays in bed. So... Um, that sounds today, good. Yeah. <laughs> today, we actually did get up, though. But um, mum helps her get dressed because me we were on a walk. Um, in the, into the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's one of the daily tasks that we do, isn't it? Yeah. Is there, is there any other, so so somebody said something there about um, keeping her company or maybe playing with her, who, do, who does that? You do that most of the Since time, don't you? I'm the youngest, I kind of like, I'm more, more plus, yeah, more playful. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you do the playing then, and what sort of things does she like to play? She likes Uno, definitely. Yeah. Um, Uno. Mm. Brilliant toys, like literally could sink a battleship <laughs> the amount of toys she has <laughs> sorry um what's her favorite then out of all those things uno and what else um she has a couple like of these like wood games that are kind of like not wooden but like cardboard games that are made out of cardboard yeah she likes like the peter rabbit game and things like that yeah stuff like that and at monopoly she's obsessed with monopoly even though we don't play it a lot mum hates playing it um but she's obsessed with monopoly isn't she so those are sort of things and is that something that you do every day then keep her company and yeah we also read her books on a night time as well. Yeah, she loves um, She loves that. She, she's <laughs> obsessed with the wonky donkey at the moment. <sighs> oh, I love a bit of wonky donkey. I'll, read, I'll be reading it. I'll go, I was walking down the road and she'll just randomly go, hee I'm like, oh, I'm trying to read. <laughs> um, but yeah, she loves that book, doesn't she? Yeah. What kind of things do you think are hard to do? What things do you get fed up with sometimes doing? Um, Probably one of the things is reading her a story or tucking her in on a night because... It gets very repetitive. She's always like, I'll be watching a movie with mum and dad downstairs and she's like, Evie, can you come and tuck me in? I'm like, I'm trying to watch a movie. Um, or, I don't know, what, what else? Or, like, sometimes, obviously, she 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 does, like, take some things that are sometimes. Like, she'll be like, oh, can you take my tray out for me? Or can you do this for me? And I'm like, you can do it yourself. Um... So she kind of use that to her advantage sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't think, so most of the time, it's just because we've done it from such, such a young age, it's kind of just, it's part of routine. It's not like, really, it's not really like, thingy really, is it? No, so sometimes you just get a bit fed up and that's okay. Everybody yeah. gets a bit fed up doing that sometimes. So, um, can you tell me now a little bit about, because I know you go to Quarriers and you get some support there. So can you tell me a little bit about that support and also if there's any other support that you've had at all? Yeah, so obviously Quarriers, we do a lot of like activity with, activities with obviously to get away from, like just to have our own time a bit. Mm. Um, and do like activities. Yeah. Yeah, I go to a military group at school and it's like, not 
the exact same of what I'm going through, but like everyone's kind of like in the same boat when like we kind of get each other and stuff like that. Because um, it's kind of all happened to us like before with like parents going away and stuff like that. So yeah, you could kind of relate to everyone there. As well. Yeah. <laughs> we also have um, Chaz at home and they come um, to obviously look after us to give mum and dad a break. Yeah. Um, so that we, we did like baking, we've done quite, baking quite a lot, haven't we? Baking. Um, and obviously, because they're nurses, they were allowed to come in through lockdown. So when dad was away last year, they came um, to help mum and obviously just to come and do something with us. Um, Entertainment. So yeah, we, we had a sports day in the summer last year, didn't we? Oh yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah, they, they help us as well. Well, do we have anybody else? I don't think we do. Oh, I do. Um, I've got a uh, lady at school. Um, it used she used to be called Donna, but then she had left to do something else. I don't know. Um, so I've got a different lady now. I've not had her yet, but I know I'm gonna have her at least like maybe next week or something. So. And and so that lady, what do you just do? You get to chat with her, or does she do other things? Literally, no one else outside of that room, unless it's like serious. Something yeah, she's your mental health lady, basically. Yeah. Isn't she? Mm. We play games, health. and one time we made slime, and my hands were stained green for the next two days. Oh. <laughs> Oopsie. And and Erin, can you you said you went to a group about being in the, a military? Did you say about a military family? Is that a school group then? Yes, it is. Yeah, and is that is that just for young people who are in a military family, or is that for military young carers? It's just for military, um, because I don't think, besides someone in my class who's diabetic, I think no one else in my class has. Have anybody out in Seafield is a young parent, to be honest, except for you? Yeah. There might be a couple. There might be like um, other I don't think. But that's your military group. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And, and what sort of things do you do with that group? Um, don't really do a lot do not you? much I we did only it. have one session at the minute with a new lady who actually has experience um yeah I did it when we went yeah. when I was at Seafield not that long back um and because the woman that did it she wasn't actually she didn't have a military background she didn't really know what to do because she was kind of just chucked into it so we kind of just like painted we didn't paint, we just coloured in pictures of like exactly. planes and things and it wasn't it as wasn't good, but good and it's, it's better now, really isn't it? Yeah, it's got kind of better now because um, there's actually like people I know there, which I feel comfortable talking about, like military stuff like that. Yeah. That's but, good then. So that sounds like it'll be a bit better now then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's quite a few things. Um, so you one of you mentioned there that dad was away last year deployed. Can you tell me a little bit about what happens with your caring role when dad's dad's away? Does it change a bit or does it stay the same? Yeah, it definitely yeah, it changes, changes when he's away because obviously dad does a lot when he's here anyway. Um, we have to help with dinner. Like, yeah. If it's like, say, most nights we'll do like stuff like kids grub and stuff like that. So we normally help with stuff like that. You need like just the cans because it's too sharp to me. Um, no, I, and, we help do dinner a lot, don't we, when he's yeah. away. Um, it's good. And obviously it's because um, dad's away, we obviously mum finds it hard when obviously dad's away because obviously it's mm -hmm. quite sad. So obviously we're 
we all like spend days together and yeah. we have girly nights and things. <laughs> Best nights. Um, but if say like I'm having a girly night with mum, everyone will be upstairs playing with Ella. Or um, if Erin's having a girly night, mum, I'll be reading Ella's story or watching a movie with her. So it's actually quite nice. Not but Stranger Things. Our like, Karen will definitely. Our Karen will definitely change us and dad's away. Yes. Um, because we have to do a lot more when he's not here. What is there any specific extra things that you do when dad's away? Um, I can't really think of like <laughs> house jobs. Yeah, definitely. I do that every day. I did that. So see, dad, dad normally walks the dog or like picks up the dog business in the garden. So <laughs> we'll be doing we'll be doing stuff in the garden. Yeah. We do it anyway, um, but like we'll do it more often. Yeah, like we'll do it like, like watering the plants is like not yeah. daily thing that dad does obviously because he's not here. We we kind of killed the plants last year. We won't go into that. And we haven't told <laughs> him. But um, yeah. So when he's away, we obviously have to do that. Um, has, has dad just found out that you killed the plants last year then when he's away? You just looked sideways when you said about killing the plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just new ones appear every now and again. We did. We killed the, the um, ones that you bought. Did you? you did? They're still growing outside. Yeah, a couple of them. All of them. No, they're not. Dad said when he came back they were dead. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> I'm um I'm not the best, I have to say. I've uh, I'm quite good at killing plants unintentionally, of course. But I've just planted my sunflower seeds, so fingers crossed this year though. I did manage to grow them last year, so and if you've got a Morrison's near to you, supposedly they're giving away free sunflower seeds. Is there a Morrison's by you? There's one in Inverness. There's one in Inverness, which is Oh, it's a bit far away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think they're at, um, where are you guys again? Are you in oh, Elgin? Yeah. Um, I think there's one, um... There's definitely one up your way because I've been to it. Yeah, sure I think that's one, like... Anyway, it's not worth an ex it's not worth a specific tr trip just to get some flower <laughs> seeds yeah. that much. Mum might not be impressed with that if that's the yeah, trip yeah, out. Um... Okay, so anything else? So it'd be good to find out if there's anything else. So you do you do more around the house, which includes a bit of um, dog care, shall we call it? Yes. Pooping scoop, is it? Yes. Yeah. Or even that? scooping poop, that was the other way, wrong way around. And do, do you then take the dog for a walk a bit more then? Or? We don't do it on our own. We do have, like, because I can actually... Yeah, when we the dog, yeah. Like, yeah we help. In the yeah. yeah, so obviously when we go on walks, obviously I'll walk the dog, so obviously Erin does sometimes, I but do she's quite strong. Dog, but she is stronger than me, so, so like around people will just switch positions, I'll carry the poop probably. Yeah, and, um, because obviously mum's yeah. pushing Ella in the wheelchair, so obviously we'll be we'll be walking the dog when we go for a walk. Or Ella might be using her um, time. Yeah, exactly, so mum obviously will be keeping on Ella and pushing her. And yeah, so it's, it's so it's tricky then. Um. So you kill kill some plants while dad's <laughs> away. And is there anything else then extra that you do? Just just to give everybody, like to give me a bit of an idea. So extra house, so a bit of cooking then or helping yeah. with the cooking? Washing up, yeah. We do that every Folding, day, washing. <laughs> Folding, washing, washing up, yeah, okay. The funny thing is, is when dad's here, the washing goes quite quickly. So obviously when oh, he's away, We'll obviously like have to keep up with it. Yeah. Um, That's not true. He does it so fast though. 
We also do we day. <laughs> I like to do it like I like when yeah, I'm gardening and when like dad's not here. I like to be independent and do it on my own. So like out the front in the summer, there was normally in the summer we would go out and like do a bit of weeding and then we got dominoes all the time. Don't know about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, gardening's definitely a, a lot of house chores as well. House chores. We do that every day though. Yeah, but they're they're more because obviously yeah, more, more busy with that. More to do. Like that. With. More to do. So, what kind of house jobs do you do then? So, washing up was one. I um, organise the snack drawer. That's not my job, Erin. <laughs> I do it anyway. Um, but yeah, washing up's one because obviously, if I don't know, Mum's going to sort Ella out getting a dress for PJs, or we'll, we'll wash up after dinner or after breakfast and things like that. If Mum's getting dressed in the morning, um, or like doing the washing we'll fold the washing and um, when it's come through the thing yeah um, tidy bedrooms. bedrooms yeah that's one of the ones <laughs> I try to do it Ella, she obviously plays with her toys quite a lot and obviously she won't put them away because she just she says she wants to play with them and then she'll get into bed but like, oh, i'll put them away from me so we'll tidy at her bedroom as well i tidied um, it one day hoovering yeah that's another one hoovering i tidied Ella's bedroom one day and in two days straight a mess again Oh. Um, so you did mention a bit that mum's not been very well. I know mum's there. <laughs> Hello, mum. <laughs> um, so ha has that? How long has mum not been so well for? And how has that changed what you've been doing? So much the entire when dad was away. So yeah, since still now. So since like, twenty twenty started. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty one are just like. Well, it was since. Wasn't it since like last Christmas, mum? last summer then. yeah so yeah last summer she started feeling unwell and obviously dad went away and it actually got to a point where they were thinking of bringing dad home because mum might have been having to go to hospital luckily it didn't get to that point good um but they thought at first it was uh, long covid and then they said something else and then now it's like to do with her sinuses and her ears and things and then uh, I think it was not that long back we ended up we've obviously been going out in that hospital because obviously mum's been having loads of symptoms and things Um, she had chest pain not that long ago um, and she rang um, obviously the GPs to say like like to ask what it was um, and they said obviously the GPs was open so she could ring them and then the GP said to ring 999 so we ended up having the ambulance come that day and she went into hospital. Luckily it was just, what was it, Mom? Was it just in chest? What was it? it? I think it was pleurisy. Pleurisy. Or, um, something else. Or something else. She um, also snapped her toe, like. Oh yeah, she broke her toe. Um, so yeah, we've we've been in that hospital quite a few times for the past couple of months. Um, Ella surgery as well. That's Ella surgery as well, that happened. Um, yeah, mum's getting mum's on the mend now. She's ready. For, she's getting her CT scan. D well, soon, soon, hopefully. Um, on her head. See what's going on there. Yeah, there's nothing in there. <laughs> yeah, see if there's <laughs> nothing in there. Um, so yeah, it sounds know. it sounds like you've had a bit of a tricky old time recently. Then yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously when dad was away, obviously I had to do when mum was ill. She was like she couldn't do anything so I had to help a lot we we had to help a lot then didn't we um and that got a bit stressful because obviously they were thinking of bringing dad home because mum needed yeah. to go into hospital 
Um, but then again, at least that's good that it didn't happen, I suppose. At New Year's, um, you cried in happy tears because the year was over. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but that, that was a stressful year that year. Um, how, how long was Dad away for then? Uh, well, he was supposed to wait. No, no. Yeah, well, he was supposed to wait for four months, and then some, and then he had to bring the gear back because all the other met, all the all those other wormmakes were in a bit of trouble, so they couldn't bring it back. So Dad had to bring it back. So he was then away for five months, and then he got pulled back again. So then he was away for five and a half months. So he may as well have been away for like, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, five and a half months. It was he was away for. And did did he have to quarantine when he was at, before he went and when he came back? Then cause some young people have been telling me it's been a bit longer. Um. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had to quarantine at home, so it wasn't too bad. Um, before he went away, and then obviously afterwards. Um. So yeah, that was that was good that it wasn't obviously like at the airport or something like that. <laughs> Why pick out the gullah good? Does it does for the toughest jobs on planet Earth? <laughs> Stop messing. It's alright. It's fine. So yeah, so that sounds like you've had a really really tough time. And who? Yeah. So that really difficult time when Mum wasn't very well either. Who what? Who was supporting you then? Chaz, Chaz, Chaz. Obviously, everyone was like. Uh, quarries and things like that but Chaz was the main one because no we actually started Chaz um when like at the start of the summer yeah. um and we've had them since then um so that was quite helpful because obviously they were here to help out when mum wasn't well and things like that um and obviously because dad was away they were here extra anyway they came like twice a week didn't they yeah um for about four hours each day um and we just we did lots of activities going. So obviously we were in lockdown as well, so obviously we couldn't do anything. Photo shoots. Um so yeah, we had photo shoots, we had baking. sports days, baking. We actually they obviously because they had to wear loads of um PPE and things like that, they actually gave us like masks and aprons and things and we, we wore them for a day. We didn't made we? a TikTok. Um we <laughs> we actually had them for Halloween as well. Um, and we had we put loads of glow sticks on ourselves, and we did, and we did loads of dances and things, and then really we fun. we did loads of makeup, and we actually got to paint, like do face paint on the Chaz ladies. I was a um, Ella got to be Batman that day, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we they they were there most obviously mainly. Um, yeah. through. That's good. That's good. And and um, how did you get so, Mom? This is kind of a bit of a question to you. Um, did you get referred to Chaz then specifically or yeah yes yeah. through, through the hospital through the hospital okay that's interesting just just so I know how you know how that happened that you got that really good support so that's really good yeah. um so what um what kind of support do you think's worked the best for you then just thinking about all the different support you've had what's been the best kind of support I don't really know. Chaz, was, Chaz, definitely. Chaz, 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 yeah, Chaz has be- definitely been yeah. a great help. Um, Do you... Yes, family on, the, family on the end of the phone as well has been quite good um, when Dad was away. And um, who does family on the end of the phone then? Because services are um, different. So, see, we've got my dad, dad's side of the family, which is obviously our auntie, um, our uncles. Oh, and sorry, I thought. 
Sorry, I thought there was a special service called family on the other end of the phone. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but it is your family. Yeah, family, me. family at the end of the phone. Just me being daft at the end of the day. <laughs> so for having family that you can get in touch with. Yeah. Do, do people in your school know that you have a caring role? Yes. Yes. Uh, our, my guidance teacher, she knows about it and she's been very helpful. Um, and obviously all my teachers know because obviously she's notified all them um, most of my friends know um, and when when dad's deployed normally you know I know this year's been a bit different and I know you had the chance support which was great but if um, if dad was getting deployed in normal times can you remember what that's like not sure <laughs> um, <laughs> would would school understand that a deployment happening? And having a caring role might be a little bit different. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, my my school's quite good at it, but Erin's is not. Erin's, they like it's quite hard because obviously, I don't really know how to explain it, but obviously they're not very good with a lot of like military stuff. Um, the head teacher actually doesn't. Um, she doesn't care, basically. Um, ghost. Ghost. She's a, she's a ghost. Um, it's a ghost. Explain to me what that means. She floats. No bounce. No bounce. Don't be rude. Be sensible. Explain what it means. So she she really she basically is quite horrible to some of the parents, and she isn't. She doesn't like military families. Basically, she actually said it to a parent one time. Um, so yeah, she's really not helpful. Um, teachers are very good. Yeah, teachers are good, but she, she, she just doesn't care. Um, but yeah, my, my school's pretty good. Um, obviously, my guidance teacher does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and my head teacher and my head of the year, um, obviously, are very good with that support and things like that. So yeah. We've seen a difference in the school that we came from in North Yorkshire. So yes. Was more military support than our other school than it is up here, but I don't know if that's because it's not on a military base or yeah. military base or it's okay. not military children. Yes, yeah, so there's only like a couple of military children there in school because obviously it's on Sibley Street, so it's not mainly based on a military yeah. camp. So yeah. So thinking about um, your other school. Um, what sort of things did they do that that was better in terms of knowing that you're in a military family? So obviously we had loads of like there was a obviously when our parents went away we had an eBluey club oh, and basically cool. you got to um, write letters to your parents and they would send them off, um, which was really nice. Obviously that stopped for some reason I can't remember why it stopped. They had a specific lady that did. Yeah. Work, yeah, and um, Mrs. Clark, she was really good. She was basically like the military support kind of person. So obviously she um she was obviously really close to us because we'd been there since we were tiny. Um and she had um I remember this one time where she had this book um, and obviously we were quite upset at the time because obviously dad had gone away and it was basically called what was it called? It was the, um, the string the heart the heartstring book. book and basically it was just talking about that 
it basically used a string to represent obviously the dad was still with us and obviously we, he was still at the end of the phone and things like that which was really nice and yeah. um, but she was always there for everybody at that school they had maps um, in the classrooms to show where children's parents were. In the yeah, we used yeah. countdown like yeah. every child that had a, a parent away had a countdown. So yeah, they started it as soon as the child's parent went. They they did little, just little things to keep kids going, really. Yeah, um, we also had because obviously every single time Dad went away, he'd always hide by the side of the school. Yeah. And there's this one video of the teachers obviously coming out and they're pretending they've lost a ball out the front of the school. And actually, obviously, they know that dad's there and they helped us surprise, they helped him surprise us, which was really nice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was that they, they were really nice and obviously kept us all going. Obviously, when our parents were away, and there was a lot of support in that school. And um, that well, like predominantly military children in that, yeah, school, exactly. A lot more focused on it, yeah. So, yeah, what, what do you think? So, obviously. It's a bit different if there's only a few of you in, in your school. And I get that, you know, they can't maybe have a military, you know, a countdown to come back. But what do you think would be good in your schools that would help? More what awareness. could they do? More awareness, yeah. More awareness. What, what sort of things would you like to see in your school then? Um... The countdown thing was pretty nice. Um, yeah. Obviously, for for a kid to have that sort of thing, it's nice to like have something to look forward to. Mm. And um, I think that would that would make your school ten times better. I think. Um, also, things like just little things like a map to show where your parent is, um, and obviously the scat countdown thing, and um, having somebody that you could talk to. And obviously Erin does at the school, but having somebody there to talk to you would be nice, obviously, to see how you're doing. Like like we have Annie for Quarriers. Mm. It'd be nice to yeah. have somebody to keep checking up on you to Erin has a military club, but it's not very well run. No, it? yeah. It, yeah we, it is a bit better now because there's a better woman doing it. Is the woman that runs trip. it, does she actually have any military experience? Yes. Because the woman before didn't have any. No, yeah, yeah. she does now, doesn't she? She does, yeah. And um, that nice can... person. <laughs> nice that... person. Please, please tell me what, what how, what is a nice person? Then what makes somebody a nice person? Somebody who you can, who doesn't like, who can, who can listen to you that you know you. that will listen to you and that knows sort of what you're going through basically because obviously if somebody's spoken to some like a lot of people that have a lot of experience at least they you know that they it kind of like understand you a little bit more whereas obviously like this old woman that you had she had no experience whatsoever yeah. and she literally had just been pushed into the job she just gave you pictures of tanks to color in. yeah exactly that's what, they, that's what they did every week with the yeah. pictures of tanks it was boring i regretted so yeah that obviously tanks isn't it is military but it's not massively so just and doing that wasn't helpful and obviously like doesn't like work with tanks or anything like that. exactly so it wasn't it really wasn't well run whereas if you have somebody that had heard experiences and had a lot of experience with it then it would make it easier and you'd know that they understand what you're talking about instead yeah. of just sitting there coloring a picture so yeah that would so, so you're saying that if some somebody to listen to you 
somebody who understands what you've what experiences you've had anything else you'd want them to do so not coloring in pictures of tanks totally get that yeah. um, I think probably yeah emotional support would be a good one okay. um, so obviously just just to see if you're okay because obviously a lot of kids will say yeah I'm fine and things like that but they will will we'll be upset that our parents are away and things so having something I don't know like something to talk about instead of worrying like speaking about it good could distract you Eric and did a really good thing with the pastoral lady in your old place where because she couldn't contact daddy all the time she did a book like a yes book. yes and then when dad came back she was able to sit down and show him everything that she'd done so it was like writing him a letter every day yeah, yeah. But then, very fun. Better than missing. Send, better basically, than sending them at all when he gets yeah. back. So I yeah. normally have it around like laptop time or whatever. Better than doing that, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So you did a scrapbook at school then, did you say? Sorry, I couldn't quite. Yeah. yeah scrapbook. Yeah. Nice. And then showed it to him when he got back, yeah. didn't you? I was going to put some Maltesers into the book, but I never wanted to. Your dad's obsessed with Maltesers. <laughs> so. Just getting back because oh you girls are great i'm just making sure so if you you think that i'm just checking in that i've picked this up right you think that there's some teachers that understand but you think some teachers could do with some information to help them understand better yeah, okay. yeah definitely and can I can I just check I think I might have asked you this before but I don't think I've run it down so do you guys go connecting with airplay at all do you ever do any of the airplay stuff no. at elgin no we never Some of my friends did it before and i wasn't really that interested in it i used to where we used to live obviously on the camp i used to go to a youth club and it was at an airplay thing um and that was basically just like a because obviously we were all military kids we were all in the same boat um and it was basically just like a chill out place where you could do whatever you wanted and you didn't have to worry about anything or you could speak to anybody because obviously everyone all the people that work there as well they all had military like partners as well so it was quite nice obviously you could speak to them um obviously about anything and like tell them whatever you wanted and things like that so that was that was good so because now you don't live on camp do you think you get a lot le less support then from military kind of people then i think yeah we yeah well we had obviously when dad went away the obviously dad's work they they didn't speak to us like dad's friend did dad's, dad's friend, friend did yeah checked up on us and stuff but that was it there was yeah there was else nothing else camp. like that they said or they did or that was it and um, whereas when we were obviously on the camp because it was such a closer community, everybody knew everybody. So obviously there would be a lot more support. You knew John down the road. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone everyone knew. And obviously everyone was in the same boat as well, like I say. So there was always that kind of support from everybody. 
um, you could just go to a neighbor's, like a random person's house and they'd be like, yeah, come in, come and have a cup of tea. I'll tell you everything about it, some support, you know, literally do that with anyone. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously with <laughs> this time. There was there was nothing from the camp except from his friend. So it was a bit- It was hard because of COVID as well, but I think even without COVID, there, there wouldn't have been no, much yeah. So has that, um, remind me when you moved then, how long is it since you moved up? Three years? Three years. Three years, yeah. Three years. So has, has Dad had a deployment since you moved then, before um, the COVID one? No. 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 Okay. No, he hasn't. He's been away on courses, but um, not not out of the area. Okay. Okay. I just wondered if there was something different um, from a previous, you know, deployment to the COVID one, just as a bit of a comparison, what maybe might have happened if it hadn't been for COVID about about support or whatnot. But um I'm I'm what I'm hearing is that you you don't feel very connected to the military community here then. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit not very what, what sort of what sort of connection would you like then with other military families, do you think? Um, used to do family days, didn't they? Oh yeah, we used to have family days. Family days, they did Sundays, they did events, they brought things around for you to do, went out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, so it's things like that. Do you think, Mum, that if you lived on on camp here, is is there camp uh, housing that's on camp? No, there's no housing at Lossie. Um the the housing uh, on the there's housing just off the base and then there's obviously housing in Elgin. Don't get me wrong, like I actually I we actually quite like living off a base. It's quite nice not yeah. knowing everybody. Yeah. Um, but we've been on camps before where we've lived on bases and still the support hasn't been very good and the community's not been very good. There's been a few times I've got myself into trouble because I've kicked up a fuss and said, well hang on a minute, my husband's away and why is nobody being supported? Um, yeah, I've got into trouble. <laughs> I wrote to my, I actually wrote to the Minister of Defence by accident. Um, the email got sent to him and I complained about the point of contact system. Um, because when Ross first joined up, the point of contact used to be his boss. So it'd be the highest person. Now, he doesn't want to know that my washing machine's broken and the kids haven't slept and things like that. So I made a fuss and said, you know, my husband's been away for three or four months. I think the point of contact system is wrong. Um, Ross got a bit of a telling off when he was away, but um, that was the person out there didn't deal with it properly. But I actually yeah. got invited by the station commander to come forward and explain what I thought needed doing. And they did then change the point of contact system. And it's now you can choose who your point of contact is. So it can be a family friend. Like when Ross goes away, we always pick someone that, I know will come and help me out with the car or the washing machine or you know if the dog needs walking yeah um, so that's somebody in service then that will come and help you yes yeah so it's a lot the point of contact system is a lot better and I'm glad I spoke up because it just was rubbish you, you'd have people that were you know very young with young children maybe joining the military not knowing how the military works and their husbands don't tell them anything and then they go away for six months and this yeah. person's left by themselves not knowing who to talk to what to do 
um, we, when we lived at Waddington, actually, I set up a community committee, um, which was basically, we welcomed new people to the base. We literally got in people's faces. We'd go around with like cupcakes and be like, hi, welcome. If you need anything, come to us and we can point you in the right direction. And then we worked in liaison with the SAFA and um, yeah, the family's officer there um, so that we could do it properly. Um, and it was similar at Lehman. We did similar things at Lehman. Um, yeah, I just set up a rainbow thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I just find here, it's very separate. You've got, they go to work on the base and that's it. It, it's nice in a way because like I say we we quite like not living yeah. in a goldfish bowl anymore <laughs> yeah yeah totally that, that. yeah but there is that community bit is lost and I know we've got COVID at the moment but I still think that I mean even when we first moved up here there's not a lot of community stuff that goes on and if there is it's not well spread about um so in in so at the base is there do you have some contact at all? Do you know people there that does, you know, like the community development stuff there? Or? Not really, no. Um, the lady from the Hive, she was quite informative when Ross was away, but I had to go to her. She wasn't made aware that Ross was away because because Ross isn't part of a squadron. So mm -hmm. this is another big thing. If you're part of a squadron and your partner goes away, there is so much support because the squadron looks after each other Ross isn't part of a squadron and there's quite a lot of people like that so when they go away they attach to a squadron mm -hmm. but they don't get the same support so I do know people that Ross works with and they they would message me and be like are you okay do you need anything so that was nice mm -hmm. but if you just move to an area and you don't know anyone and you haven't built up those friendships and somebody goes away then you haven't got that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know anyone. You wouldn't know where to turn. No. So I know. I know someone who works at Safa because we've met her before, and she's moved up here, and she's she's supported us before. So I know her. I know the Padre on camp because he's from our last place. Um, but I probably wouldn't know those people if I'd not met them before. Yeah. Um, and there's not. There's not so, a lot. So you weren't connected in when you moved then. Yeah, no, there's there's no real, I mean, we've been on the base, haven't we? Like, Ross has had a medal ceremony, so I went with him for that. Um, and I got to meet some of the people he worked with, which was quite nice. Uh, we went to a family day, uh, like an open station day, but it wasn't great. It wasn't, like, one of the best ones I've been to. Um, mm -hmm. There's just not a lot. There just doesn't seem... It's kind of like down to each section to decide how they want to look after their people and their families. And if nobody, I mean, it, most of the time it's military men and they don't really want to be, oh, I'll be the person that organizes the family barbecue this month. You know, there's, there's nobody like that. And yeah. it doesn't tend to happen. I mean, for the whole camp to do it, I think it would be really difficult. Mm. If, you know, like our last place that his section would organize a family barbecue and we'd just go and meet and we'd, you know, the kids would play and we'd all sit and have drinks and barbecue food and stuff. And that was done because there was a I think it was an old lady who worked in your office and she organised it all, didn't she? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, some military people don't want their home yeah. life thing with yeah. military life as well. They want their job to be separate. And I can understand that. But when you've got families and when you've got children, 
it's lovely for the children to meet other military children. And yeah. obviously here it is different because it's not mainly, like Evie's school doesn't have a lot of military children in and Erin's school doesn't have a lot of military children in. We came from a school that was on the base. Yeah. And they did take civilian children, but it was predominantly military children. Um, so obviously that was very different. And I do feel for them sometimes, you know, they've got friends, but sometimes their friends don't understand. Like their friends could say, oh, my dad's gone away for the night and I really miss him, it's really hard. And Evie's like, a night? Try <laughs> I say, Evie, yeah. her dad used to be in the military, but obviously he went away for two weeks one time and she was like, oh my God, I miss my dad. I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's fine, you can miss your parents, that's yeah. fine, because civilian children don't understand it as well as military no. children. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think it would be good if there was something where the children could get together. Yeah. Um, I mean, even airplay, like the airplay, I know that was mentioned. Even we lived right near it, but the girls weren't overly. I went with Poppy and things a couple of times, but yeah, I don't think you were overly enamoured with it, were you? It wasn't. Um... It wasn't for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's all really interesting. There's a few things I'll I'll let you know that's happening just connected to raising awareness with your with your peers who are not in a military family so there's some some work we're doing about about that that might, you might think is interesting um so what what do you think then girls and mum you can you can chip what do you think that the 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 mod could do to to support young people with a caring role better, you know, young people who are in a military family, what do you think they should do? Because remember I said they're, they're writing a guide, so what do they need to do? I think first of all, they need to identify who these children are. Yeah. I don't think anyone on the base up here knows without Ross going to them and saying, actually, my child is disabled. And I think they need to know that. I know there's a whole data protection thing, but. I think they need to identify these children and these families because it's not very well known. I mean, when I spoke to the lady in the hive, we were just chatting and I said, um, I said, oh yeah, my daughter's disabled. And she went, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. Like we didn't even, we weren't aware that you were in that situation. And then she said, do you need anything? Can I do anything? But I had to, again, approach her first. So I think the first initial thing would be to find out who these families are so that the military knows that the right people are getting the right support, if that makes sense. Yeah, and what, what girls, what, what do you think would be the best way, and mum as well, what, what would be the best way to, to, be, to be able to know that you can share that information? So how would that work then? What do you think they should do? Probably have like a group where everything, not like it all kept secret, but everything's like stayed in that like circle Safe type space. thing. Type Safe thing. space, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. And everybody can talk about whatever they want and like have that kind of group where they everyone knows everyone and everyone is kind of in the same boat. Probably so, similar situations. Yeah, similar situations. Yeah. So everyone understands each other. Yeah. There's a guy um, in my class who has autism, but he also is a military kid. So that would kind of count in that kind of category. Yeah. yeah. And mum, do you think there would be, can you think of a way that would, do you think that there's some barriers to families 
um, identifying themselves and saying, you know, there's there's a caring role in here. There's a young person in our family has a caring role. I think there's a massive stigma still against families. Some people might feel that they don't want to be known. They don't want to share the fact that they have. I mean, I was listening to the girls talking and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it sounds like I don't do anything like I do. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it made me feel sorry for them because I think they're children and they have such a responsibility. But then on the other side of that, I'm really proud of them. And I'm proud to tell people that they do yeah. so much because they are wonderful children. And I've had so many teachers and people that have worked with them come forward and say do you know what your kids are going to grow up to be amazing because they're just brilliant they're so caring they're so thoughtful they're so lovely they can be cheeky sometimes yeah no um Evie, <laughs> Evie was often put with one of the classes because I worked in the school where where, she, where the girls went and one of the teachers said to me I hope you don't mind but I put Evie with this particular child and this child was quite difficult but because Evie has such a an understanding oh, role yeah. with Ella and has patience with Ella. Yeah. Go on, go, 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 go. Go find Daddy. Um, she she did a brilliant job at keeping this child calm. Um, you know, the teachers noticed a difference when Evie was around this child. Um, and that just made me really proud. I, yeah. I think some parents might find it difficult to say, you know, do you know what I struggle and my kids help me. Yeah. You know, now that's that's common in in families generally with a caring role. Do you think there's an added thing? And girls, you could chip in as well. Do you think there's an added kind of barrier if you're in a military family to saying that, especially in a serving one? Do you think? Yeah, definitely. Like you've got if you've got like a child who is disabled or mentally disabled and then you've got a parent who goes away as well there is definitely struggles there like obviously when you have a disabled child it is very difficult but obviously when you've got a parent going away as well there's not as much help there yeah. so you do have to ask if you have other kids you do have to ask for help and things like that so there's definitely more struggles in that yeah and mum do you think there's there's a bit of a barrier to to you letting like the people in the hive or or chain of command or whatever in saying actually yeah I don't think they understand as much I don't think unless they're going through a similar thing I mean there was one lady in a different camp that we were at and she actually had a disabled son and she was amazing she was so supportive because she knew what I was going through so I could sit in her office and I could cry my heart out she'd get the biscuits out and she'd be really really great the lady in the hive here was supportive and I felt you know once I told her everything that was happening but there was that little bit of a kind of I don't know and it, and it depends if you click with someone it depends if you feel like you're comfortable and you can talk with someone um I think that there is still I've noticed it here more because we're in the wider community there is a stigma with military families I think somebody had posted on Facebook the other week that military families were getting support, I think over at Kinloss, um, which was great. This was wonderful all through COVID. And somebody who was not military had put a comment quite nasty about why does the military get everything? This isn't fair. What about everybody else? And I don't normally comment on stuff like that. And I just said, look, you know, this post is particularly specifically about military families. Next week, they'll do a newspaper report on, you know, something else that won't be military. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and it did kind of stir up quite a lot of conversations with people there are civilian people that don't understand I mean I think he said something like I can't believe someone like you is allowed to walk the streets your husband goes and kills black people Ugh. in foreign countries and I was like you obviously have no idea what military yeah. families and military life and what the military do is like so I just no. ignored him yeah and he made himself look silly but that is there there are people that think like that they think that the military is a bad thing and I wonder sometimes with civilians that work within the military if they've not had experience or, or if they don't have patience or if they don't have understanding they might not be as supportive as someone who I mean you could have someone that's a civilian that works in the military but has worked in the military for 25 years and they've met people they've, they've spoken to people they know what people go through and they're passionate and they're supportive and they're, and they're kind so that's okay but I have come across people that work in the military quite a few times that are civilian workers and they they, they just don't care they, they don't care who you are they don't care what you're going through um they tick a box because that's what they have to do and then that's it it's it's done um so i think there is definitely barriers on both sides um whether it's the family themselves that don't want to come forward or whether it's whoever they're going to whether it's the right person for them if that yeah. if that makes sense oh that's interesting i'm just conscious of time girls um <clears throat> and mum because I know she's got lots to do um, <laughs> so if I had my magic wand which is on order from Amazon that hasn't come because I think it doesn't actually exist um, but what what would be if I was waving a magic wand and we were getting this ideal support what would that if I was zooping that up what would it look like um probably like 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 everything we've said just having somebody there awareness awareness uh, is a big thing isn't it yeah and having some like i say like having somebody who understands what you're going through and having that support that at the moment we don't massively have so I think we're quite lucky as a family realistically yeah. we do get a lot of support from outside sources um Source. I say the school's not been great with Erin but her teachers have been very good yeah. because on a whole there needs to be more awareness in the schools especially with them being mainly civilian children yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be a massive thing because yeah. then they have more understanding I mean Erin's saying she's got a better lady now that's helping out which is really yeah. And she obviously enjoys going to the military group, which she didn't before. So that's, a, a, you know, a step yeah. in the right direction. But I think more needs to be done. And obviously school is where the children spend most of their day. Absolutely, so that's yeah. get Most of the support. I think that's quite important. And then things like outside of school activities as well. So things where the children can get together. So, you know, obviously we're going through COVID at the minute, so it's difficult. Yeah. But maybe yeah. a fun day for all children that are military to get together so you don't have to just have a caring role mm -hmm. and that you get to meet other children your same age or then having maybe a separate event for children that do just have a caring role within the military so they can they can speak openly openly yeah openly with other children um there's also this place that maybe like kind of used to go to and there could 
that the thing in town was like when you oh the youth club in oh town. yeah the youth yeah. cafe yeah and oh like, elgin youth cafe is it yeah yeah and you could probably like do stuff like that for young military see something like that would be really good yeah. to go there maybe i don't know once Make a month friends. meet other military children yes mm -hmm. do and have a have a like Erin says have a safe space to sit talk. down and talk. Yeah, a bit like yeah. a, a, an AA meeting is the wrong kind of example, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Where you can all sit round yeah. in chairs and you can openly sit there and say, "I've had a bad day because my sister was poorly and I had to do this and it made me feel rubbish," or "My sister yeah. had to go to hospital and this happened." Blah blah. It, I think that is really important for the mental health of these children. Yeah, um, to be Absolutely. able. To Thank you so much, girls, for spending time yeah, chatting to me. I really appreciate it. So I will tell you one thing that's coming up that you might see roundabout. So just linked to what you were saying about people not really understanding about being part of a forces family if you're not or a military. We switch between the two, don't we, forces or military? Yeah. But we know what we mean. Um, so we, we got some... So young people have been telling me for a while exactly what you said, that their friends who are not in a military don't, family don't really understand. So we have some money to create a, a board game that will let young people who are not part of a forces family understand. And we're hoping that teachers might play it as well and that um, youth workers or other people, you know, anybody might have a game and then have a chat about what that's like so that is something that um, young people said this would be a good way to tell our story through a board game yeah and there's also going to be a comic book that goes alongside that so watch this space and um if you guys were interested so we're having a very small project team but we also would be having um, we want people to trial the game, try the game out with us as well and let us know if they play the game, what it's like, if they enjoyed it, if their experiences are included in the game. So I've been chatting to you and listening, so I know that we need to remember to put some things in about um, having a caring role in a forces family to make yeah. sure that that's there, that people go, oh, yes. So... Erin and Evie's dad, you know, somebody's dad's deployed and they've got a caring role and that happens. So you might want to go back three spaces because you're having a bit of a tricky time. So things like that. Yeah. So I'll 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 keep in touch with you and let you know what's happening with that. And um, it looks like in the summertime, we're going to um, work with a design student um, to make that game. And then there'll be some trials. So we might we might have a session then. Um, doing a little trial of the board game yeah and um 